Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday! Hope you had a good weekend. I did. Did some shows. Went up to uh, Brooks, California with my dad. Flew him down from Oregon where he lives. And we went and saw Billy Ocean. Because why the fuck not when he's touring? Went and saw the Caribbean Queen himself. And he was legit. He uh, looks different, but uh, that's what happens when you get older. But he still rocked it, man. Get out of my dreams, into my car, into my car. Get out of my dreams, ooh, ooh, ooh. Get in the backseat, baby. That shit, it's so classic 80s with all that synth and everything. Anyway, good, uh, good times, uh, good times all around. Good to spend time with the dad. And uh, and back, uh, back to it. Today's episode is yet another uh, special ep. Uh, Jason Drulo was was incredible last week. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and do it. And uh, we're just kind of going back-to-back hits uh, with another incredible talent, arguably one of the most talented people on planet Earth. Uh, Broadway, uh, hosting a game show, sketch comedy, acting, uh, music, has albums. Um, he does it all. We get into it all today. I'm talking about the one and only Wayne Brady. You know him from Who's Lions in any way. You know him from Universal Studios where he worked if you saw him before he got Who's Lions. You know him from the Broadway musical Kiki Boots. You know him from his music. You know him from hosting Let's Make a Deal. Where we recorded this episode, he was kind enough to let us come to his dressing room uh, before his final episode of the season and uh, and chat with him. And it was uh, one of those chats where you're like, God, this guy's kind of been one of my heroes. Um you know, comedically and just as far as someone who just can do it all. That's always been something so appealing to me about people that just are multi-talented and uh, are so diverse. And especially on Who's Line, to you can't get a better avenue to, to uh, display your talents. But as you'll hear in this interview, it's just one piece of the pie for Wayne Brady. And uh, couldn't have been more funny and, and real and shared some really awesome insights uh, about uh, you know, based on his own experiences when he grew up and and just figuring out who he was and and the work he put in, it's really inspiring and and that's what I love about this podcast or conversations like this when you get to meet people that are so uber talented that you just think that it just happened and it didn't just happen. Wayne Brady put in a lot of fucking time and uh, and it was an amazing conversation. We're so pumped we got him. Big shout out to my boy Chris Ahern, former guest of the Allen Podcast and my former Universal Studios tour guide boss who uh, helped uh, set this conversation up, and, and it was incredible. So I hope you enjoy it, and uh, and let us know with some tweets. Uh, of course, at ALN Podcast on Twitter. Wayne Brady is at Wayne Brady. I'm at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad for Brad, uh, at Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, at Wayne Brady on Instagram, at Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, at ALN Podcast on Instagram. And hit us up with those tweets. Really, uh, We really want to encourage the uh, connection on Twitter and you guys messaging us and, and letting us know your favorite parts of the podcast. We're going to start some some contests with posters and other ALN merch giveaways. Uh, but every episode, we're going to have a hashtag that we want you guys to use and tweet at us <clears throat> with your favorite uh, quotes or lines from the podcast. Um, and then we, uh, we'll pick out winners and send you some goodies. Uh, the hashtag for this episode is hashtag Blarney and Friends. Hashtag Blarney and Friends. Uh, so sh- shoot us your favorite quote from the episode, your favorite moment, something you loved about it, and, uh, and maybe you can win some goodies. Uh, EstoyMerchandise.com for all your ALN merch, E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com to get all your ALN merch, hats, shirts, mugs, posters. Uh, get them, bring them to the shows. Got a lot of shows coming up. Brad and I are both on the road, quite a bit coming up. 
Uh, I've still got a handful of L.A. tour dates. Check AdamRayTV.com for all my uh, in-town dates, Comedy Store, Improv, Laugh Factory. Uh, and then October 7th and 8th, I'll be in La Jolla in San Diego, California, headlining the La Jolla Comedy Store. Love that place. October 7th and 8th, get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com. Uh, and then uh, I will be headlining Flappers the end of October, October 28th and 29th in Burbank, California. Again, tickets at AdamRayTV.com. All my tour dates at AdamRayTV.com. Uh, come out and see me. It's uh, been a while since I've been on the road, and I'm pumped to get back out. Brad Williams, where is he going to be? Well, this weekend, Brad is going to be uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, September 30th through uh, October 2nd. Go see Brad, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, this weekend. Get your tickets at improv.com. Com, and then October 7th and 8th, Brad will be uh, in Des Moines at the Funny Bone uh, doing shows. October 7th and 8th, Des Moines Funny Bone. Brad Williams, get your tickets at funnybone.com. Uh, so many great apps coming up. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and, uh, and tell your friends and your family. Tell one person a week about the ALN podcast and spread the good word. Tell them about all the fun apps we've had, all the fun apps we got coming up. And rate and subscribe on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. Click the fifth star. Leave a little comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts and continue to bring you guys great content. Now that we've got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. Oh, last episode of Mad TV of the season is tomorrow night. Forgot to tell you that. 9-8 Central CW. It's been a blast. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Hope we get to do more. Last episode tomorrow night. Check it out. CW 9-8 Central. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Wayne Brady. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. We got to get you as a guest next season. Then. Oh my god, oh. dude! Can I tell you? Say, say that into the microphone so we could oh, yeah. so we could document that. Do it. Are you ready to go? Do you, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, being a guest on, yeah, maybe say that again. Oh well, I was just saying. Now that you're in the family, yeah. you ought to come and be a guest on Who's Line because you know that a lot of our guests are CW talent. Yes, and so we've had guys from we, we've had Flash, we've had Arrowcast, really at uh, Improv. Yeah, because it's with a lot of those guys, it's not about uh, we 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 aren't expecting you to be an improviser. We're oh, expecting okay. you to to be facile enough and open enough to yeah. just have fun and to be pulled and pushed around at will and just be open to it. So yeah. you don't have, have to be labeled an improviser to, to be good at yes and you the just audience have, have has to be, be a good actor. Yeah. And the audience says uh, <clears throat> they have less expectations for the guests coming in, right? They're just like, yeah, I guess there's less less expectations. <laughs> but the way that I see it is not even about the expectations of the audience. They're happy to see see someone up on stage, engaged with the cast, and having a good time. Right. So whatever you do, just be open and fun. Yeah. If you show up and you're like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, then you shouldn't be a guest, and that's <laughs> yeah. when the expectations Especially would, not yeah. improv. That's would, would come in. The only thing the audience expects is just do something. 
That's all they want from you. And so with you, knowing how funny you are and the things that you can do, then then the bar is slightly different. Yeah. But it's still a good bar. It's not like, ah, we're, we're going to set you up. <laughs> Fail, bitch. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that kind of party. You know what would be crazy about that? Um, my first day in L.A., I went to <clears throat> acting school at USC. And when I came here in 2001... Uh, Three days before I started school, <clears throat> went to a taping of Who's Line. Get and out of here. <clears throat> my girlfriend and I at the time, shout out to Jocelyn Burrow. She ended up marrying my best friend. Uh, she uh, Wow, there's a story there, but yeah. let's keep talking. Yeah. Uh, shout out, but also fuck you, bitch. But uh, she, um, uh, we sat behind, they put us behind uh, Drew. So every, and you know, when the show, I mean, it was, you know, biggest thing on the planet. And like, we're, so everybody, I got like so many messages. And it was, so that was basically the first because time I was on TV. I saw you all the time. Oh, the cuts see, right behind. Great. And also, um, you know, such a, a fucking handball that like, so my girls like every time they cut to us because they had a little monitor down below I yeah. think behind Drew that we could mm-hmm. see so like every time they cut to us we got to like make some like goofy faces and stuff and so like you know we were generally laughing a lot but then there were certain times when I would see it cut where I would just be like ha, 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 and make these crazy faces and just that's again. on your reel <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you've seen it you've seen him on it, behind Drew Carey in whose lines <laughs> anyway well you know when I first started doing stand up for sure like no credits you know how like you're just pulling at anything like I definitely remember having a moment being like should I say it was on whose line? <laughs> because you were, you were. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I'm going to have to get into specifics. You know, yeah. you know, when we start, it's always, technically, I have been on Broadway. Meanwhile, <laughs> it was just you doing it, signing, getting someone to sign your your uh, program <laughs> after the show. Yeah, I got a parking ticket on Broadway, right. but I technically. Was there. I was there. I, I was there. Yeah. yeah, I was there until you build up the credits. Yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, is it pretty dope to be uh, doing Who's Line again? It's great. Um, it's great from the perspective of, it's almost like, uh, I, I guess, when, if you, let's say you went back to your, alma mater right now yeah and you were able to teach a class and not only just teach a class but teach a class because you have a body of work under your belt and the teaching of the class isn't your day job it's not your job right it's something that you chose to do there's such a great freedom in we chose to to go back and do another run of whose line no one's doing that because it's their job Right, just it's fun for you. We all are having fun, and everybody, and when the show aired in its first incarnation, I was the youngest guy, and I was at a certain place in my life, very, very, very nascent uh, trajectory, and so now to, uh, still I'm the youngest guy, but, but now to be... Well, let's be honest. You just look like the youngest guy. Black does not crack. Black, <laughs> you look no. Well, black doesn't crack. But I mean, they'll always be a good five to ten years older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm still like the young guy on the show yeah, now. Right. Now at forty something, um, but to have the ease of sitting in the chair and I don't have to prove shit. Yeah, no. I don't have to prove anything you're not there to so like okay maybe this will lead to something else maybe this for the paycheck no i want to have fun and i think there's a freedom that you bring to your improvisation and to your stagecraft even knowing that i'm just having a blast i'm watching my friends on stage when i'm not in that scene i'm watching those guys and i'm having the best time or i'm on stage and i get the small joy of i just made ryan styles 
do a spit take because he was <laughs> laughing so hard at something that I did. And, and when we started the first time, Ryan intimidated me so hard. Really? Not on purpose. It, it was nothing mm-hmm. about Ryan. It's yeah. all my baggage. I was like, this guy, I've watched these guys because I was a fan of the British version. Yeah. So I've watched these guys for years and I don't belong here. And what am I doing here? I- improvising with these guys and, and Ryan really doesn't like me. Oh my God. He, he doesn't. Have, Those thoughts lasted a while, yeah? They, lost, they lasted the entire run of the show. No the kidding. The entire run of the show, I always thought, I'm going to screw something up. Even oh when you were God, killing it, you would still just be like, all right, well, that was Absolutely. a fluke or something? Or- Absolutely. Wow. Just a fluke. What the hell am I doing here? Which, I mean, you know, the, the mind of an artist. Of course. Or, or, mm-hmm. or, or with the specificity of anyone that does, if comedy is in anything that you do, you're always... Uh, is this good? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny? Yeah. Me, me, me. Constant Coach, approval. Is this good? Yeah. Uh, approval? No, you don't like the way? Oh, he didn't like the way I did that. Yeah. I'm going to be fired on Wednesday. Yeah. Am I going to come back Thursday? Uh, yeah. Is all, that, all that noise. Is wow. that why you kept working at Universal Studios even through, was it the second season of the show? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And we have the Universal Connection. Yeah. Work. Now, were you there too? I was at uh, Disneyland. So we all, the theme we, park, we all worked yeah. in theme parks. No, no, I wasn't one of the seven. I, I know, I know <laughs> you're thinking it, Wayne. You know what the thought never crossed my mind in my mind, when as soon as you said that you worked there, I figured maybe you were in one of the shows, yeah. or or you were in the ride department. Because I've got a lot of my <laughs> friends who were who either you got into a show, or yeah. if you didn't make the cut to get into the show, you got into rides because they had the gift of gab. Yes. Disney loved whenever you could. Hey, welcome to the ride, and blah blah blah. Look, I can talk. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not just a robot. Uh, yeah, right. but uh, my my actual job was I was a character host. So I was the uh, bodyguard for the characters. Right. And uh, so if, if someone decides to uh, take out Tigger, I got to be like, you know what? Uh, you got you to get through me first, bitch. And- <laughs> Nut shot. <laughs> you have no idea. I, I was Tigger when I was 16. It was when, Tigger. When you were 16? Goofy, um, at Disney World. Yeah. So, so wait, I was a friend of Tigger. Because, <laughs> oh, you can't. Yeah, that's yeah. what they make you always say. Yeah. I was a friend of Tigger. Right. Um, I tell this story on stage sometimes. I loved at 16 mm-hmm. having disney be one of my first jobs i will forever be grateful for disney for the improv experience of doing characters because you oh, can't yeah. talk so having to tell stories and be these characters and i can get into the park for free and all that stuff was cool yeah it's, the best it's, thing it's, especially tigger because that's like an expressive character it's a playful character you run around you're jumping but i loved it because being from orlando which is yeah. which is in the south but it's this little bubble of su- pseudo south right we would get people from all walks of life and you always get you know the rednecks and not the cool rednecks. Because I went to school with cool rednecks at West Orange High School. Like, hey, Wayne. Hey, man. That's a good one. Hey, man. Hey. You funny as fuck, man. Man, you funny. You got to do something with that, man. I love Ooh, you, man. We ain't going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. But it was the ones that, you know, just reeked, reeked the cultural vitriol of, oh, sure. we don't like this guy to that. But don't let Tigger or Goofy walk in. Oh, my God. Emma. Emma May. Come here. Girl, come on. Grab this. Jimmy. And they get their five kids. Come here, Tigger. You, oh, man. Hug her. Come on, Tigger. Hug that woman. You better hug Tigger. And meanwhile, I'm inside, and I'm like, if you only knew that Tigger rhymed with your favorite word. Because it was the T word. That just made me so happy. And then I'm squeezing his wife, Emma May. He's like, hug him harder. I'm like, oh. Oh, Some redneck titties. If you only knew what was going on inside uh, this Tigger outfit right, right now. Nick Titties is playing at the Tubador on Saturday, by <laughs> yes, the way. They're yeah. a great band. They're great. Uh, yeah. They're a great band. Fusion. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so so uh, talking about the Universal, mm-hmm. I l- did not give up that job because of those issues of I knew there was no way in hell. 
that this TV show was going to last or that it was wow. going to keep me on. Mm-hmm. I had great benefits at Universal. I was in the uni- I was in the Beetlejuice Rock and Roll show. Yeah. I was in uh, the doo-wop group there. I was a percussionist there. I, heard, I read somewhere uh, Wolfman, too? Uh, the wolf, Wolfman in the show. Yeah. So, so I was Wolfman and Drac in the show. I was in the band. I did all this stuff there. Wow. Like basically, Jack I of all trades. jobs yeah. at the park. And they even have a rule at the park now. Because of what I did, I learned so many shows. The only show that I didn't do was the Wild West and the yeah. Westworld show. And I would do multiple shows during the day, so I was the park swing, that you can no longer be that guy and do all that because of, uh, from, because of the massive overtime, but also <laughs> having these shows depend on, well, Wayne's over here, and then he's going to be there. That's insane. I was like, you will pay me. <laughs> I will get my you were, job. That's, by the way, incredible that you were able to hop from show. Like, at one point, I hosted the Fear Factor live show they had there. Uh, do you remember when that was there? Was, it replaced Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, it was in that big 1,500-seat yeah. stage. Did, was my buddy was Claire Sarah doing that show at the time? I'm, I'm, I'm Claire Sarah. She did Fear Factor. No, no, no. She, she didn't do Fear Factor. Sound right? effects stage, maybe. Yeah, yeah special yeah, effects stage or something. Yes. Love this. Yeah, yeah, the special effects. Um, and I mean, I, I would do you know just that one show. I can't imagine then hopping over to do another show, a completely different circumstances and setting. And but but it was great. You know, as you know, mm. there's no kind of setting like doing a theme park show yeah. you get you perform before more people than yeah. you do on a Broadway stage yeah so absolutely it's training five shows a day if you suck on show one you better be better by show five yeah. and then you gotta come yeah. and do it again Tuesday and, and so many people yeah. like 1500 people for that Fear Factor live show so that when I got projectile vomited on and screamed what the fuck into the mic in, t- in front of a bunch of kids it really resonated you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah my boss was like what are you doing screaming fuck into the mic I was like Michael I got projectile vomit on like what did you want me to say like is that all you got and he was like wait there's kids out there I was like most of them were laughing quite honestly I don't know if you saw their faces but like uh, it's hilarious by the way they mentioned that all, I mean you were like it was incredibly inspiring to be working there and hear this like people I mean you're like a hero at that park people oh, that just praise so and just so watching on whose line they're like Wayne worked here you know I was like because you definitely there is a moment where you know and then when I was even playing I started as a tour guide there and then did Wolverine uh, for a little bit because I made more money to be a face character right. than a tour guide and uh, and so knowing that there were you know somebody like you that you're looking up to and watching on TV and, and gave a little bit of hope to being there and you know Running around ATV with Storm and Captain America being like, I'm not going to be here forever. <laughs> I hope oh, not anyway. You were in the Marvel parade. Yeah. I, I, I love that parade. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> I'm a big theme park geek. Oh, so you're, so you're fanning out on me right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, I'm talking to Wolverine right now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I was jealous. I actually thought, man, I, I want to be in that thing. Like, there are still theme park shows that I look at and go, I, I would love to be in that because... There, there, there's something about doing a theme park show that sometimes when show business and you worry about, oh, the taping times and I fly this and contracts right. and all that bullshit, it's so cool to just show up and put, put on some makeup and get on stage and do a 20 to 30 yeah. minute show and leave again. Yeah. It's really cool. And, and, yeah. and people that are there just want, they, they want to have a good time. They're there to be entertained. And uh, they're, they're not looking at you like, oh, this is Wayne Brady. They're just like, no, we're just going to. Have fun, like I, I, I can definitely see. Hell, uh, Adam and I will still hit up random open mic nights just because it's fun. Like, exactly. yeah, we're on the road, like headlining some club, and then there's like always a cool show, like after our shows, and then some kid who's you know comes to watch is like, I'm gonna go do this show. It's only like ten people at this bar, but it's like 
Those shows, pure. yeah, yeah. Pure. You, yeah. Um, you're still and you're doing stand up all the time. Well, so, yeah. I do stand up. I toured my improv show. My buddy Jonathan, who's on this show, who we also hugged that a little bit more. Disneyland. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I, I still tour with my improv thing. It's called oh, cool. making shit up. And so Jonathan, who is on Let's Make a Deal, yeah. he's on Who's Line and was on my sketch show, all that stuff. We we end up touring all over the world doing improv and making stuff up, and it still makes me laugh. And I like doing that. Even if I'm headlining, it, it is cool to go to some weird-ass little club or to be here in L.A. and go to some dive because that's where you're judged strictly on, is it funny? Yeah. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. yeah, is it just funny? Not and, not someone that paid uh, uh, to see you and has these expectations, and in right. their head, it's like they have preconceived notions of who you are. You Which just is go cool. up. Yeah, yeah don't Which get me wrong. Cool. You work really hard to get to that right. point, but just be funny. Yeah, it, yeah. It, is it like I know as a as 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 a stand up, like we get to say jokes and we get to cultivate jokes, and all right, that didn't work tonight but i'm gonna go back and switch that word around maybe that'll work like is, is there ever a time doing improv where you do a great joke and you go fuck i wish i could do that again or do you just or do you just Chalk leave it, it all is out that, there was that moment no it's always in the moment yeah but, but the closest thing that i can line up to what a stand-up feels is i think after all these years of doing it that there are things in improv called handles um mm-hmm. where i i'll never repeat the same joke but I have, I know that if I'm in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. that certain attitudes work, certain beats work, mm-hmm. certain things that go into a scene will always work. Certain interactions with an audience, because the, of the way that an audience thinks, always works. Yeah. So it's not what you say. I just know that that these things uh, in my head is like a flowchart. I know that if this thing happens, audience makes this noise. I do this. This will then make them laugh even harder. This beat will make them shut up so I can do such and such. Yeah. So you're like a choose-your-own-adventure novel, like, on set. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, but it's always in the moment, and I've learned to just dump the show. So I don't sit there going, next time, I'm going to make this Trump reference. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's not real. So yeah. I have to completely dump the show. And people say, oh, my God, remember that show that you did eight years ago in Akrita? <laughs> you were Spider-Man in a scene. And I went, oh, that's cool. I don't remember anything. I don't remember you. Nice to meet you. High five. I dumped everything about that night. Wow. Yeah. You're going to have to just have a clean slate so that you don't have anything to set you in a certain direction, right? You want to be completely vulnerable right. to be susceptible to any. Because the audience knows. That on some level, they would know. So if I wanted to do something that was written, then I want to do a sketch. And, and if I'm going to do a sketch, I, I, I want to do a sketch that is beaten out to death so that I know it's going to be funny. Yeah, right. So if I'm not going to do something written, then I want to do the freest improv possible. Do you, uh, can you recall any moments <clears throat> during uh, Who's Line or even during your shows now where you just like in your head or step back and you're like that might be the funniest thing like I think I've been a part of or seen <laughs> you know because like or just something yeah. where you or, and you, maybe you were laughing so hard after it happened or you're in the scene being like this is fucking incredible what we're creating right now being in the scene yeah I've had lots of those moments I can't tell you what they are for sure sure but yeah and that's when I think you reach that weird awesome place yeah of where maybe you're in the middle middle of a bit and you can feel the audience you're writing it you can feel something cool happening at that second and you just go okay this is ridiculous yeah i love this yeah 
and, and then it's done. Yeah. But I love those moments. That's that's kind of the high. That that's. I think I would have stopped doing improv a while ago on stage live, um, if it weren't for those moments. I, I love that. Uh, that's the drug. Hey, Brad. What's going on, Adam? I got some exciting news. Holy crap! They're making a Mighty Ducks four. <laughs> No, but now I'm just really upset that they're not. Oh, they should. Uh, Brad and I are back doing exclusive episodes of the About Last Night podcast on TuneIn. That's right. And these are episodes with just Adam and myself. Uh, no guests, just us hanging out, uh, shooting the shit, updating you on our lives, and being, and mo- most importantly, being funny. Yeah, the OG, the OG way, the, the way this podcast got started. We took a little break, but we are back doing exclusive episodes, just Brad and Adam, uh, and you can get these episodes where, Brad? You can get these exclusive episodes on the TuneIn app. That's Woo. right. Just download the TuneIn app. Uh, TuneIn spelled T-U... T-U... T-U what? <laughs> T-U-N-E-I-N. Download that TuneIn app. Type in About Last Night, and you can get these exclusive episodes. And remember, they're only on TuneIn. They yeah. are not available on iTunes, our website, or anywhere else. Just TuneIn. That's why it's special. That's why it's exclusive. And now continue to enjoy this amazing episode of the About Last Night podcast. With me, Adam Ray, and me, Brad Williams. Yeah, when uh, when you're doing Who's Line, and then they have someone like Robin Williams come in, and you know you now have to improvise with this guy. Like, is there a part of your like? Are you nervous at that point? Or are you just like, holy shit, I got to keep up with Robin? Or are you just are are you confident enough in your abilities to know that you can make that work? Well, when that happened, God bless Robin. Yeah, rest no, in peace. No, no kidding. Um, who he really is was one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when they said Robin's coming on the show. I was I was nervous, but then once Robin came, and this is the thing that when we were talking earlier about the neediness, that nature of the comic of the improviser, the yeah. stand up, Robin Williams, doing <laughs> mm-hmm. the shit since we were kids and yeah. a little bit before. Robin comes up to me as we were doing a camera walkthrough. Folks ask if Whose Line is really made up. Yes, it's all made up, but it is a TV show. Sure. So you do rehearsals where you just get bogus games and you're just running stuff so that the cameras know because they change camera guys and they just need to be ready. So Robin showed up for the dress rehearsal. It's awesome. Jesus. Robin. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Wayne. It's so good to meet you. I love the show. I love what you do. Oh, you're so great. Listen, listen. I'm scared of shit. (laughs) Robin said, I'm scared as shit. And I looked at him like, scared, scared of what? Yeah. I was like, I, oh, scared what? that they won't make a Mrs. Doubtfire too. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> about? Uh, I'm going to have to make, a, make up a song. You lead, okay? He oh, said, shit. you lead. And it was Whoa. such a, in that second, I was still nervous, but I went, oh, okay. You're just then like it wasn't me. about me yeah. being afraid. It was about, we're on a team. Which is that's that improv spirit that that I love. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I said I got you. So then it wasn't about me. It was about making Robin Williams look good. And I knew that by doing that, Robin was going to make me look good. Of course. And yes. when when we did a, oh Jesus, just got goosebumps, man. Um, when we did uh, his episode, it got cut into two. We did this uh, gospel song mm-hmm. about landing an airplane or there, there was a guy that we were saying into about landing an airplane i've seen it online a couple times and you see the connection of us throwing stuff on top of each other and robin does this bit where he's uh where i'm bringing him him into land and he's singing and i'm doing a counterpoint to him and the audience is vibing it and he it was that's one of the best moments of my not of my career of my life yeah wow and I learned an important lesson that day. Went, well, 
when I am really nervous, when the Ryan Styles of the world and the Colin Mockeries intimidate me, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the focus off of, oh, I've, shit, I feel scared, and I'm going to throw it into the scene and just support and lose myself that way. And yeah. that's never failed me. That's never failed me. Wow. wow. What do you uh, develop that sort of a mindset? Just from doing it all these years or just... God, you have to just do it. Yeah. That's the thing that when folks go, hey, so how do I... What class can I get take? Get on TV or take a yeah. class? Yeah. Do anything, but do it consistently and for years. I sucked. I'm telling you and you're, both, both of you, <laughs> I sucked. When I started off with this group, um, SAC Theater in, in Orlando... Yeah, it's this group you kind of helped found, right? Yeah, that's yeah. now this huge thing, thing in the South... I was horrible. I, I was good at the music improv because I'm a songwriter. So yeah. that was just, mm-hmm. but in terms of learning the, the stagecraft of it, making fee, people feel comfortable watching you do improv, it was horrible. That's a really great point, making people feel comfortable watching you do it. Because <clears throat> same thing with stand-up. It's like you, it takes years to get to a point to uh, really own the stage yeah. and get to a point to where the audience trusts you to get through anything like if there's a heckler or whatever and trusting and just it, I mean I used to just nervously pace so much and move without a purpose because I wasn't comfortable and right. then you get to a point to where you're just like I'm supposed to be up here and anything that happens you know I can handle and I mean same thing with improv and the audience knows that yeah like yeah. they they, they, they look at you yeah. and they go oh okay I yes. will now be entertained yes. dance monkey dance <laughs> as opposed to who the fuck is this guy yeah, yeah. what make me let did you just Okay, you got 30 seconds right now. Yeah. All okay. right. That was kind of funny, but yeah, do it again. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Boo, bitch. <laughs> boo. Haboo. And you can't dodge an aboo. No. No. So, Not in 2016. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I, uh, <laughs> so you learn. Um, and now I look back, I go, man, I'm so happy that we did three shows. It was like the theme park of improv. We just didn't know what we were doing. So we said, hey, yeah. let's do three shows a night. Let's do seven o'clock. 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. That's amazing. And then we'd have post-mortems after each show and take the best bits, and we wrote. So we also wrote our own original shows. So we did shows six days a week. Damn. Six days a week. 10,000 hours. Three shows. Outliers. Exactly. Yeah. This is a- I didn't appreciate that until I read the book, and I went, oh, I guess I actually am an expert at this to a degree. Right. Yeah. Because I've, I've put in my the time. time. That you put in. Crappy. We're working at this place. Uh, the, the, uh, we worked at the Acme, which was a great the- theater on, on uh, La Brea. Yeah. And, yeah. and then so, we also yeah. did, I forget the name of the place in, in NoHo, this weird little spot where there was a drag show and immediately after the drag show, and now the house full of honkies, and we and we we would go on and do our bits. But at midnight after drag shows at the small clubs, doing those day in and day out, uh, doing improv bits on cruise ships, doing them for yeah. weddings, showing up at weird corporate gigs, doing improv at birthday parties where what? nobody gave a shit that you were doing improv, but you still showed up and you still did did the thing, and then one day you go, oh. I can handle anything on stage. Yeah. It's cool. And and, and I, I just have to say that doing Whose Line, that brought improv to the masses. People really didn't know what it was. Like, I was in uh, something called comedy sports when, 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 I, when I was in high school. I love comedy sports. Yes. So, like, I told people, like, hey, I'm in comedy sports. Come watch. And they'd be like, what the hell is that? Improv comedy. What the hell is that? It's like Whose Line. Oh, oh I love okay, that. Okay, I love yeah. that show. And then, yeah. and then, yeah. and then that's, that's come incredible watch. That, that it did that. It's so cool. Right? And I love comedy sports. And, and yeah. I was in theater sports. And Me too. I comedy Up in sports Seattle, yeah. For a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Floyd, Floyd Van Buskirk. 
Um, Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, he would have been before your time, okay. but, but he, he, he was one of the leaders in the Seattle oh, nice. Theater Sports League. Um, but that was the training, too. Just getting up in front of an audience every single night, sucking, okay, done, I'll just do, do it again. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 I, and I love those days. What was it like doing improv at a wedding? You said you did, like... <laughs> <sighs> doing improv at a wedding, it was... It, it taught me a different thing. It taught me to make an audience like you. Mm-hmm. Because the expectation is, what the hell are you doing here? Somebody thought it was a great idea to have an improv <laughs> company. Who, who's this guy trying to a- improvise a song at my wedding? Yeah, yeah. We, we just want to dance a celebration. Dance a celebration. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to turn this around. Yeah. And by the time that show was over, they're like, I love this dude. Yeah. yeah. I love this dude. Yeah. And, and not just improvising, but it's funny you'd say cel- celebration. I also sang in a bunch of cover bands. So I sang what? at weddings and bar mitzvahs. Oh, man, the hustle was real. Oh, my dude, God. Yeah. Dude. I read a story that you would even go to uh, kids' birthday parties as the Black Power Ranger. I was the Black Power Ranger as Barney, <laughs> as all these other characters. But because the company never paid for the licensing fees, yeah. I was the Dark Power Ranger. <laughs> and I was Blarney. <laughs> <laughs> Blarney the dinosaur. Blarney. Oh my god! Which is the costume slightly off, it's like a, like so it's a different tint of green. It's a little, it's yeah. a little off. Could you sing the actual lyrics? It was like I kind of like you. Yeah, I'm your I'm friend. Your buddy. Whoop. You know that we're all together in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They said Wayne. Slightly sing, adjusted. Sing whatever you want to. Just don't get a suit. <laughs> wow. Wait. So you and you wrote. You said you were a songwriter or are a songwriter. I'm a I'm a Grammy nominated recording artist that that plays shows. I've got records and what everything. The fuck? Fuck yeah, yeah and, and and like, was there ever the temptation uh, when as as you're coming up and doing improv and acting, and now game show hosting? Was, was there ever the temptation to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna scrap it all and go for a music career because you're yeah you're ridiculously talented in music singing. I should have, <laughs> and I say that because that's really my first love. Yeah. That's why the improv thing is cool, and mm-hmm. I'm gracious. And God knows I'm happy because improv has influenced. Every facet of my career, but music and theater, those are my two first loves. Yeah. I, that's why when I got Who's Line, I was like, I'm, why am I auditioning for this shit? My agent doesn't, and all the guys from the honky group that I'm in, they all went to. <laughs> I still laugh at the name, sorry. Yes, the Hustle Honkies. That's, the seven of us from Orlando moved out here, and, uh, that, and we, we figured that name will get, get attention. Yeah, yeah, it did. Seeing as how I'm the only brother in the group. Um, uh, that, uh, I figured that's something that they would do. My mm-hmm. aim was to move out here, and my plan was to either get on a sitcom or, well, not a, maybe a sitcom, because I was like, I'm going to be on a drama, and then I'm going to go on a Broadway, and then I'm going to have a recording career. Not uh, funny bullshit. What's yeah. That, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, the, they, I, I don't know what anyone's belief and faith is, but the best way to make God laugh, I was told, is to tell him what your plans are. So I told him. I said, <laughs> I'm moving to L.A. and these are my plans. God said, okay. <laughs> and laughed and, uh, and, and blessed me, but had a really good laugh. Sure. So there are times now when it's hard to, like, like yourself, if people don't know that side of you, they go, what? Really? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always been my aim, still at this point, to integrate everything a little more fully and to be like a Jamie Foxx who was lucky enough to get Ray in his life and to yeah. change the paradigm in his career to have that be at the forefront. So that's why I do stuff yeah. like Broadway. Um, I just got finished doing a run of a musical called Kinky Boots. Yeah, Kinky Kill Boots. That's amazing. I, I really wish seen I could have seen that. that show. I, I, I didn't see you in it, but I, I've seen that show before. And for people that don't know that show, you're playing the lead character that is a, that is a, that is a drag queen. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, it, that is 
a gay British? drag queen. No, no, he isn't gay. Oh, he isn't gay. No. What? See, that's the thing that, uh, with, without getting myself in trouble, sure, with folks that the role is not gay. Oh. You've seen gay men play the role. Yes. In a incredibly feminine way. Yes. The way that the role was written in the movie, really? played by uh, I always mess his name up, Chwethel Ejiofor, and oh, then right, on stage right, right. by Harvey Firestein. It's written as this black British boxer. Yes. Who then becomes a drag queen. Yes. Um, he is not gay. He just loves okay. the art of drag, and 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 uh, he feels comfortable as Lola being in drag, being yeah. being that persona. He feel that's where he he lives out loud. Right. His father was a champ who wanted him to be a boxer, and of course he ran away from that. So he he's dealing with all that shame and whatnot, mm-hmm. and at some point reconciles that in the musical fashion with with his buddy Charlie. And when I played it, yeah, I didn't overtly go. Look at me, I'm straight. <laughs> yes. But I played it the way that it was written, which yeah. is when you're Lola, you are fabulous. You're this. But then there's a whole scene in the bathroom where he's talking to right. his friend Charlie going, hey, you know what? My, my father didn't like this at all. And this is who I am. And I just feel comfortable like this. And he actually has a flirtation with another one of the factory workers. Yeah. So I'm glad you actually said that because oh, good. it's been a sticking point for a while. And even when I saw the show, I knew that the one thing that I could bring to it is... I'm a. I think, to my knowledge, I'm the only straight actor who's played that role. Yeah, that he is not gay, and and I think that the message of the show is a little clearer when people realize that Lola isn't gay. It's more acceptance. Right. That this guy just wants to live and let him live. And even in the song that Cindy wrote for the music, it's it's be who you want to be. Do, yes. Do these things if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're trans, if you're this, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, just right. Be. I'm so, I'm I'm so glad that you told me that cuz now I feel like I have to go watch the show again cuz I was under that assumption. Well, odds are if you see it again, yeah. you'll st- it, it all depends. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it all depends cuz there are amazing actors. Billy Porter, one that Tony Ford killed it. Yeah, an that's who I saw. Dancer. Yeah. A- Alan Mingo is on Broadway right now. Todrick Hall who uh your yeah, castmate Carly yeah. has worked with. Todrick is a beast. Mm-hmm. There's a subtlety uh, each person plays it the way that they want to. I was playing it the way that it resonated to me and the way that it's it's written in the character description it says says um uh Lola um, and I forget the character's guy name right now. Mm-hmm. A a straight boxer who blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Oh wow, Simon, okay. Simon, that's amazing. What is the? I mean, you've it's pretty incredible, and I'm sure you know you don't uh, not think about it, that you've got to do like pretty much every aspect of this business. Like, what is the rush of Broadway versus like a Who's Line or a game show or uh, just straight acting? Immediate gratification um, and. And in terms of being an actor, Broadway is the ultimate test. You can't fake Broadway, especially a musical like Kanky Boots. You're singing, you're dancing, you're acting, you're doing an accent, you're building a character. Dancing in huge heels, by the way. Dancing in huge heels. <laughs> no training um, for that. Doing a real... You can't fake Broadway. You can fake TV. I'll mm-hmm. be the first person to say there are many people who... And you know who you are. Yeah, if, you know who you are, Angela Lansbury. You know and it's about time somebody yeah. fucking outed you. Damn you. Yeah, murder she wrote. Look at me, I'm a clock. <laughs> whatever she was. Wardrobe, <laughs> yeah. teapot. What the hell were you? Yeah, yeah, Pots, yeah. yeah. No, uh, that that you can't fake Broadway. Um, 
Yeah. You, you could fake TV. You, you mm-hmm. can fake the music business to a degree. With slap really? on some auto yeah. tune and you're good. <laughs> yeah. You knows, can yeah. fake a lot of things. But shout out to Angela Hensbury. She, yeah. She's, she's a Broadway maven. Yeah, she's so, a, so, so it's a joke. I don't want one yeah. of your listeners no. because I know that you have the Angela Hensbury demo. <laughs> Absolutely. To get pissed off. Someone's like, hey, look, look, Playboy. I heard your podcast. And I don't like that Angela Lansbury shit. That 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 was my shit when I was in lockdown. I was like, you know what? Your bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs still holds up. Shit, bed knobs and broomsticks from the island of Naboom Boom. What's up? Hashtag respect Angela Lansbury. Oh my god, I love the fact that you know bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite movie. Me too. As a kid. Got to. I was. I jumped on my bed. The other kids in my neighborhood thought that I was crazy. They mm-hmm. they really thought that I, because I was an anomaly. I was this black kid raised in the hood who watched PBS, loved. Disney could recite Shakespeare and wow. liked Sam, Sammy Davis Jr. and Good Gene and Gene Kelly. Yeah. Watched Upstairs, Downstairs on PBS, Faulty Towers, uh, Monty Python, yeah. and this wow. uh, old uh, British uh, group called The Goodies. So when I go to school and they're talking about, and it's the date, the date myself, yo, man, Starskin Hutch, <laughs> Huggy Bear's the shit. It's like, no, man, I love me some better Star Galactica for real. Like, <laughs> like guys, guys, guys. Did you know what Pennyworth did last week on Upstairs Downstairs? I heard that Mrs. Saberforth was having an indulgence and a dalliance with Lord. Shut up, bitch! But I learned to fight. I, 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 oh, I, I bet. I, I, I'm gonna learn to fight and I learned to run. So thank you very much, T. Boz and JJ. Hey, wow. but then it all comes full circle because that character in that you play in Kinky Boots—that's. That's the message. Exactly. Be exactly who you are. And that's why I responded to the character because I told folks in interviews, I am Simon. I mm-hmm. just as easily, with my dance background and singing and the guys that I know, I could have been doing drag myself. Yeah. Not not for sexual reason, or but because I love the art. And as an artist, maybe that's who I would have wanted to be. But growing up, that's who I was. I, I was that kid that got bullied because of the things that I like doing. And each of those things that I got bullied for... Those are the things that have made me the man and the performer that I am today. Did anybody ever tell you, I mean, as you're getting bullied, I mean, how to handle that? Or would you just, I mean, you said fighting had to result too, but. I got no help. I got no help. Um, at that stage, and uh, like I guess you know, in the uh, early '80s, bullying wasn't even a thing. It's so cool that we've moved to a place and time where there are anti-bullying campaigns, and yeah. kids know it, it wasn't bullying. Teachers would look at it and go, "Boys will be boys." Well, mm-hmm. no, this boy is trying to kick my ass. So what kind <laughs> of boy I like am I supposed to be? That he doesn't yeah. know about. So then you learn to either throw hands, or if you hit me, I'll pick this rock up and I will dash your brains upon the ground. <laughs> Um, or I'll run. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I learned. I, I just learned that you have to conduct yourself a certain way. And especially being a – this has gotten deep all of a sudden. But being being a young black man and what I try to tell other kids of color, especially kids going into the arts, first off, don't let other people dictate who you are. Just because you like comedies or because you like Shakespeare or because you like music mm. doesn't make you – insert here it it doesn't make you a sissy it doesn't make you fag it doesn't make you gay it doesn't make you this it doesn't make you that and by the way if you happen to be gay great too so don't let someone define you and go well you're you're fag you're gay you're distant say okay great thank you next 
but it doesn't stop me from being amazing at what, what I do. Yeah. So I talk to a lot of kids about that because, because especially my neighborhood and other neighborhoods, you are defined immediately. You can't be anything less than hard. You can't be a thug, right. which is why some of my career, I, I was made fun of by other black comics. Yeah. Wayne thinks he's white. Wayne's this. Wayne's gay. Wayne's that. Yeah. It bothered me, but then I thought, mm, I'm, about 10 times more successful than you. <laughs> so you go back to the chuckle hut in Cleveland and yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that's the message that I try to give to other kids. Yeah. D- did it, was there ever a point like where some of the bullies turned, like, you know, I was a real big fat kid and I, my comedy came from, I get teased all the time and then I would start to make people laugh, uh, just like for fun. And then all of a sudden I started to recognize like, oh, these kids are teasing me. Now I want to be around me. And now I'm the funny kid, not the fat kid. Yep. So then I started to ride that out. So like with the bullies, would some of them start to kind of turn? being like oh shit Wayne's actually hilarious like now maybe I want to be friends with him or was there a turning point where a kid went from kicking your ass to being like do that thing again that was hilarious and that like, guy's my road manager <laughs> um, that'd be awesome yeah, right would be uh, no he uh, um, I think that happened in high school once I once I got comfortable with myself yeah and didn't let the bullying get get to me um, then being in the bus was probably one of the worst because if you're in the back of the bus then all your mama jokes and you're this and my folks are from the Virgin Islands so I had mm-hmm. a pretty thick accent growing, growing oh really up. oh really yeah um, so they'd make fun of me for that you get made fun of by the other black kids for being too black and you get wow. made fun of for this and this and this so I learned immediately like the only way that I can just shut these dudes up is if they push me then I've got to push push back and fight or if you just said something about me I've got to be fast enough to come back at you and then eventually they learn that they could say something, but I would have a reply, and yeah. you don't want to get made made fun of in the back of the bus, and you don't especially want to get made fun of by the nerd. Oh, Wayne right. said, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then it turned it turned into then they, then we start freestyling in the back of the bus, mm-hmm. and then so I picked up to my my mind just worked like that, so I could spit a verse with the guys who were quotes rappers and mm-hmm. try to talk to talk about me and now i could do the same the same thing and i learned oh so i could do this too and that's when people started to crowd around and that's when the girls are like oh wank wank it sang oh, oh, yeah. do this, da, da, da. so so <laughs> definitely take your perceived negatives and turn it into a positive thank you angela lansbury <laughs> <laughs> your ability to sing and even like emulate like you just talking about sammy davis being like an influence like i remember when you would do him sometimes on uh whose line like maybe even just once uh, am I right? I mean, you oh, probably yeah. don't remember, right, but like, right, I mean, right. that was one of like in some improvised song with Laura Hall and like just being like, dude, like to to sing and be that quick and have the song be incredible. And, uh, and but then like to do it in, you know, have the impression be spot on too. like it was like the total. And was that I think I heard an interview say like that you were just like, OK, if they want me to do this voice. I'm going to do this. But it wasn't Absolutely. something that you had been doing, but you were just like, I, I just got to figure a way to do it. Never thought I'd be doing impressions. Um, because that just wasn't in my thing, but I guess because I'm a singer, I put two and two together. Oh, I know what that sounds like, and you know the same thing from doing voices. Yeah. And and then it wasn't until later I thought, oh, okay, now I'll actually listen to stuff with that ear. But I'd already grown up emulating all the singers that I liked. I just didn't know it. Yeah. And then even now, there were some things I work into my act. In fact, like when Mad TV came back, it was like, oh my god, that for like three seconds I went, you know what? I should call my agent and see. <laughs> 
If I could be a cast member on Mad TV. Oh, shit. man. Can we still do that if we come back, please? That would be great. Well, well, I had beef with Mad TV back in the day because oh, really? Aries Spears was one of those guys that would try to take the piss. And, and he, 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 he sang full-on songs about how white and gay Wayne, Wayne Brady was. And, oh, gotcha. And I'm cool with Aries now. And I yeah. think he's brilliant at what yeah. – he has a lane. Um, uh, but when I looked at those things, I thought, you know what? Fuck Mad TV. Yeah. And fuck you, Aries. <laughs> and fuck all those guys. But I, but I am a fan, and I was happy when the show came back. Yeah, so sure. if I got asked to come in and do a guest spot or something, um, if that's, only if I could play with you, and I want to do something with Carly. Dude. That would be awesome. Yeah. Done. That would be a dream come true. Yeah. Be very um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> just need to say, you. Wayne Brady wants to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you got five more minutes? Yeah, man. Let's yeah. see when the show starts. It's 10.50. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Because we want to talk about uh, Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, man. Because uh, we're here, and this is your last show of the season. Yeah. Um, how does that feel? Like, last day of school? Amazing! <laughs> Ready to get out! <laughs> but Ready the, to run! Yeah. And the thing is, is we just, uh, we, we talked to one of your staff members, and but you're not going on vacation. You, oh, no. You no. go right back to work and other projects. And I, I get on a plane tomorrow to go to New York to rehearse for a week. We're doing the reboot of uh, the, the Broadway musical Smokey Joe's Cafe. What? So we're doing a rehearsal for a one-act version of it that we're doing on Friday for other producers and Cats in New York, and hopefully mm-hmm. it'll be on Broadway next season. Then I come back and I start rehearsing for Merrily We Roll Along, which is a Sondheim piece that yep. I'm doing here for a month, and I'm producing another musical, and I've got another record that we're writing right now. I've got a Jeez. bunch of really cool dudes working on Dude, that. That's, I mean, just trying to. You, you know, know what? You are, you are the most ungame show game show host ever. Like, yeah, you, you see, Pat like, Sajak doesn't do any improv. <laughs> well, see, that's what I've got. Oh, that's why I didn't want to do the job at first. Sure. Yeah. Because when someone says There's a game stigma show host, of a game to, show host. to me, game sh- being called a game show host is like being called the weatherman. Yeah. yeah. No no uh, disrespect to the weatherman. Shout Dad, out to Fritz Coleman. Dallas Fritz Coleman. Steve Poole up in Seattle. Fritz. Fritz Coleman. That's my dude. But there's a just like being a bad radio guy. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, ooh, that's horrible. There's a stigma. So I wanted to change that. And I'd like to take a little bit of credit for the fact that now, fuck yeah, game shows. Let's make a deal. It's an improv show that we do games. Yes, um, Steve Harvey does his thing on um, Feud, on Family, Family Feud, Feud. Uh, and now they got Strahan coming back for Strahan's doing that. And Alec, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin is yeah. doing Alec a game fucking show. Baldwin is doing Cedric a game show. Cedric the Entertainer was doing you, it. So comedy changed that no, that deal. You definitely are very heavily. You heavily contributed to that change yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, so you did have trepidations about it at first because of the stigma, but then you were Absolutely. like, you had a quick shift of like, all right, well, I'm just going to bring Wayne Brady to this and make it. The, that that was the only way that I would accept the job because because they asked me a few times. I went, oh hell no, no, I already have no, 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 yeah. no, I can't. But but I thought if you let me do what I do, then we possibly could win. And Mike Richards, the EP of the show, my buddy Chris Ahern, yeah. who who is your buddy, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Graham, um, um, the they uh, get it. Yeah, Dan Dan Funk, the other EP, they're all creative, so they all get, well, this can't be Monty Hall's deal. No. This has to be this, and the only way to make it work is to be this, or else you have a show where some guy with a long microphone is going, all right, what's in your purse? <laughs> Tell him what he won, Jonathan. Yeah. Boo! Ah, boo! <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and it would be a complete waste of your talents and skills if you have... 
like Wayne Brady and you're not doing yeah, improv and lines. songs and, yes. and crazy. Like, Absolutely. Then, yeah. It would be like having a Maserati as a, um, as an, uh, as a Uber <laughs> and not a cool Uber, but like the Uber pool or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you and eight of your friends in yeah. this Maserati. You know, no, it wasn't work well. No, it's like, all right, we, we just signed Michael Jordan as prime. Uh, he's going to be the ball boy. Wait, yeah. fuck? Yeah. yeah. No. But what a ball boy. <laughs> you got those chest passes to you. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> what is in uh, again like comparing just worlds like the energy of the live game show taping I mean these people are bad shit I mean the outfits alone I'm sure like you can never be too we are literally hearing them roar downstairs it's right now it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs I hope that you guys can stay stay and watch the I'm gonna try to I gotta catch a flight at two but we're gonna try yeah. to stay for a little it bit it is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs I love you, you say that by the way I say cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs all the time I cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs usually describe some of the girls I go out with but yeah that's, uh, uh, and, and that describes my dating life um, but uh that's it's there's an energy that I've learned to embrace at first it was so weird it's like oh what stop screaming and don't stop touching me and then but now I get it it is so cool and the fans that love the show are awesome and I love them and the fact that they travel from all over the country and yeah. sometimes the world dress up to be here and not even to win they're like we just want to be part of this and they want to meet you man like you've created such a popularity with the show that like I mean it's so many uh, episodes I would watch where they were like the people and you're Banter with them is so great, which I'm sure is another fun just oh, part yeah. of it, right? But they're so pumped to be there and to meet you and have that moment. And it's like... Um, it's definitely something that now I appreciate wholeheartedly. And so when I say that I'm happy about it being the last day of school, it isn't that, oh, God, I'm glad the show's over for the season. No, I feel that we've accomplished something. We, Chris, Chris can tell us the number, but I want to say it's some ridiculous number of episodes a year that we're able to knock out. Oh, yeah. Of course, of like 150-something episodes of TV Nuts. in four months. Fuck. That is... We are badass here. This is a yeah. finely run machine, and I'm yeah. happy to call it my home. Yeah. Um, all right, we got to wrap this up. Uh, you're the man. Like, you're seriously like this is I hear, this is like this is oh, incredible man. that you Both made time for thank this. Thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you. And so I mean what I say. If dude. we can make next season happen, so you come and you yes. improvise with us, and I'll come and do a sketch oh with you guys. God. Done. Yes. Can I bring this guy? Yeah, man. Let's <laughs> do right. something. Right. I mean, yeah. hell, I, I, I mean, in, in the entire history of the game of props, I don't think you ever had a midget. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking. <laughs> it's actually a great idea. It's like, well, we had Rita Rudner. Does that count? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. First off, shout out for the Rita Rudner reference. <laughs> Drink two if you're playing at home. Yeah. Uh, you're the man. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much, yeah. Thanks, Thanks man. Show. That's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, 
Get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.